0: Welcome everyone to another great episode of the Don't Be Toddy Podcast, your ultimate destination to all things cleaning and short-term rentals. I'm your host, Pirina Chacon, and today we have a special guest, James Folk. You may recognize James as the host of the Joyful Beach House View in the Great South Bay. I don't want to brag, but let's say this property views an impressive rating of 4.95, so naturally we want to hear what James has to share with us today. I wanna take the time to also read one of the Raven reviews, I'll start here. The property had an amazing view of the ocean and was really well equipped with everything you need for a great holiday. Nastasha, who is the partner of James, was always helpful, responsive and considerate with regards to our booking. I want to be back there right now with a cold beer and (laughs) the front deck looking out the view of the beautiful ocean. We would love to come back, everything was perfect. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much a big statement and very insightful. So let's just dive into it and let's hear what James has to say. Hi, James, thank you for being here, for taking the time. I appreciate it to begin with. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background, what you do, if that's okay with you?
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm pretty excited about uh, taking this interview. My background as um, a software engineer for about twenty years now. Started with video games, and then I got into finance. More recently, I've been developing for the Roku. Got my MBA, and I really wanted to use it. So for the past fourteen months, I've been working as a short-term rental host. My wife and I bought a house together, and we're doing well.
0: Awesome. So, and can you share a little bit more about the journey on becoming? a host with your wife like how the idea came up and how you guys came up with that decision
1: for quite some time i've I've had an entrepreneurial spirit when i before i was going through school i was very interested in rich dad poor dad i read that book and really to build your wealth the best way would be with real estate but my father did that and he had problems with tenants uh, squatting and whatnot so i was very hesitant And then uh, with having long term. uh,
0: I would like to hear a little bit more about that, but. (laughs) But yeah, Yeah. it's an interesting, it seems like an interesting story.
1: Right. It sounds great. You know, you can really build your wealth uh, through real estate, but, you know, it's intimidating to this daunting what you could go through. One of my goals when finding a partner was I wanted to find, you know, somebody that wanted to be business besides the, you know, friend, besides being my friend and my lover and everything you know i really found a partner that was into this and took you know during COVID, i was able to earn a lot of i was able to work a lot we were able to generate enough income to put money down on a house so we started looking right after them and just looking around looking for a niche we needed to find a thing that mattered that was that would grab people that make make people want to go we first looked at a town that's dear to us and really the idea was when my wife and I first met, she would stay at a house that with her friends that was owned by her parents and they would you know enjoy themselves and uh, you know go to bars and whatnot. but it was kind of in between. It wasn't with her parents. It wasn't on her own. She was just kind of in between. So we kind of wanted to build that for our kids in the future. but they're not ready. they're they're fifteen, you know, I have four kids, so they're fifteen, 14, 10, and five. so they're they're not anywhere near ready, but we just wanted to to make something for them, for them to uh, be ready to have it. So we found this house in Patchogue, New York, that's on the water, not really on the water. It's a view of Great South Bay. It's beautiful. And it was just sitting there. And we were so surprised. We didn't think we were going to have the money for it. But when we found out how much it was and we actually went into it, my wife stepped into the house and she said, well, take it. And I'm the one that's risky. And she's the one that's very conservative. And she said, we'll take it. Uh, you know, I was my eyes widened. We just went for it. It was pretty great.
0: That's a great story. It really yep. sounds like, yeah, I just I like, really connect with that story. And the fact that she just like came in and she just like took the decision, like you're saying, like, she's more conservative. So mm-hmm. that really like kind of like set up things from the get go. I wanted to ask you, so you mentioned earlier when we were talking, that you have a little bit of a story behind the listing. So, to attract people to kind of like, you know, it is recommendable usually to have a little bit of a storytelling to give a little bit of soul to that place. Can you share a little bit more about that?
1: Absolutely. I only shared a little bit to you beforehand, but there's, is there actually even further to within that? So, our listing, we have, it's really based, our business is based on love. And the, the story that behind it is, When we were dating, every Friday, I would give my wife a rose and just one rose. And she would take that rose by Thursday or whatnot. She would put it on top of the cabinet. So every Friday I would do it. And eventually she was just like, stop spending money. And I would just ignore her. And then she'd be like, now you're not listening to me. So then I stopped buying her that rose. But that's what we do. That's every guest gets one rose and we have a story. i made a poem for that, for them, for the guests to see. And some of the guests took it upon themselves to, I don't ask them to put it on, on our shelves, but she'll, they'll put it on the shelves for us. And it's pretty sweet. But one thing I didn't share is that we created an LLC, created a, a business named ABH Living. And then what that name means is Ace, Bean, and Hope. And Living is, so Ace, Bean, and Hope were the names of our babies that we lost. We had three miscarriages. So our first baby you know, was named Ace. Second baby was named Dean. Bean, and then the second, third baby was named Hope. So Ace, Bean, and Hope, and then we had our last child, which is Calvin. We didn't name him. <laughs> we were. It was our last try, and it, thank God it worked. But yeah, that, that's the idea behind our company. But that's you know that's a further story. But how guesty our brand is, our love, our togetherness, and just sharing our venture spirit and our love with others.
0: That's an incredible background that you have there with that story. And I think it will connect with a lot of people as well. Thank you, by the way, for sharing so far. How is it going like with the consistently maintaining like a high level of guest satisfaction? Because as you know, while having a business or while having this listing on websites like Airbnb, BRBO, or any similar websites, you have to maintain a good guest satisfaction or you have to maintain that, like um, that uh, good reviews. So the website itself can still push your listing. So is there anything there that you feel you are doing in order to maintain that? Is there anything in particular or any tools in particular that you and your wife are using to take care of your guests? Or basically, is there anything there that you guys are doing in particular?
1: There's a few things. I don't know in what order. I could say it, but really, what I do is create a clean environment and allow them to access it alone. You know, there's uh, I have a key fob. I give them a, a code. I don't have to be there. I know if I rent from somebody, I'm not renting to see them. I'm not renting to know them. Like I'm renting because I gotta rent it. I mean, it's like just <laughs> it's just the way. That's the way. I mean, if I, but also I make it. You know, I tell them Airbnb has a column, has a little area you could say yeah I could be there if you want me to no problem
0: but I'm not you know I don't so well I um, understand I, it's I, I, not for everyone like for example me I'm going tomorrow I'm going today to Toronto that I'm arriving like very oof. late at nine I'm arriving like close to midnight and for me and I'm actually yeah I'm renting the, I made a booking through Airbnb for me to arrive at that time or very late and having to deal with someone when I'm like Massively tired from like several hours, you know, that to me doesn't feel like something that I want to do. Right. So I completely understand that. Sure. Yeah. The self check-in it's uh, I think is essential for many, many travelers. So it, it really depends on the personality of the person that is visiting your listing. Some people will like to be greeted by someone, but oh. I will say that. Yeah. Generally people will appreciate more of the self check-in.
1: Yeah. You know, it's known. You know, academically, I understand people want to be checked, you know, would some people do like to be greeted, but I've been doing this for 14 months and I've, you know, I now I'm up to 40 reviews You know, not everybody reviews. So I, maybe I'm 50 people now. I'm not quite sure, but nobody has asked me to meet them. no you know, it's, it seems very important that they just, they just, you know, a lot of people don't even communicate and that's, that's fine. You know, I'm, I'm there. I, I'm very responsive. So if somebody has a question, I'll answer it. If they have a problem, I'll present solutions. I never just show up. I'll, I'll ask them, you know, if the solution requires me to show up, I'll give them that, you know, I'll say, I could show up and do this or you could do this. So you know, some people will respond mm-hmm. to that way. Also, you, don't, you want to fix the problems before you don't want to have them. They don't want them to have problems. So cleaning, making a clean place is very important, but also smelling clean. So not having a smell at all not a very neutral smell we have a nebulizer not a nebulizer it's a machine ozone that actually makes it so you can't smell anything so it's really you know that's huge
0: you have i'm guessing in your listing not allow for people to smoke inside right so right i don't know how many times maybe you have encountered a situation where maybe a guest doesn't respect let's say the rules but it is a great tool to have if you have that situation with a guest so it doesn't affect the next booking, right? Because sometimes those smells, if someone smokes inside, the smell stays lingering on the property. So something like that, right, can prevent in a way for another reservation to get affected by it.
1: Yeah, I haven't had faced that problem with smoking. but I've had somebody smoke and just throw cigarettes on the grass and, you know, I just clean up just like anybody else. But yeah, they, they, I haven't had that problem yet. Really, the only problem I've had, it's not even a problem. It's you just, you know, just people cook, and it smells. So when we come to clean, we open all the doors and just let it ventilate. Oh, The other thing is my wife and I clean the house ourselves. We're able to do that because it's just one listing, and we have asked other people to help. But the thing is, nobody's going to care for your business like you do. There's going to be one-offs. There's going to be weird things that you really can't tell people. You just have to care, one you, know, you have to have to care as a business owner, and it's very hard to teach anybody critical thinking. It's hard. It's so you need to be able to, to uh, communicate that. and it's just I, it's just hard. So my wife and I have been have been working on, and doing that and then I have people ready. I, I'm not saying that they were not unable to do it, but we're just hesitant to have other people do it. If we have another listing, maybe we'll you know but we need the we do need help if we have more than one.
0: in any case, mm-hmm. It's good to know from the beginning, uh, having the experience yourself of how to clean the place and how to organize everything yourself in order to give that knowledge or pass that knowledge to someone else that in the future can help uh, grow, you know, those listings. So if you can grow your portfolio, it's good for you guys to have that knowledge and that experience on doing things yourself in order to invite other people to help you, whether it is a cleaning crew that's going to help you with another property or. Or if it's someone that is going to help you even like answering messages in the case, let's say if you have several properties, right? Because if you have like one, two or three, but after that, then if you keep growing, you might need extra support or extra hands to help you with the cleaning or help you with any queries that guests may have. And speaking about, like you said, not problems, but more of challenges. Is there a oh. challenge that comes on the top of your mind that you want to share, where you were able to either resolve it or not, but a challenge that you encounter?
1: Sure. So a little of background: I, you know, Rich Dad Poor is not one. There was one of my first business books I read. Another book I read was The Four Hour Work Week, where in The Four Hour Work Week he was pointing out that the Pareto's principle, where usually twenty percent of your guests would be eighty percent of your problems. So I haven't had any problem guests. Well, except for there was one person that I pretty sure was trying to find for something for free. And here's what happened. So we have the house she rented in the summer, and the house is hot. When she rented it, she asked if there's air conditioners, and is there air conditioner in each window? Does every room have an air conditioner? I said yes. So we have a two bedroom house, so every room has air conditioner, every bedroom, but not the living room. So when she got here, she's like, hey, I said that every, you know, does every room have air conditioner? You said yes, but it, there's not an air conditioner in the living room. And like in the back of my mind, I'm like, all right, well, there's no air conditioner in the kitchen. There's no air conditioner in the crawl space. There's no air conditioner in, you know, like in a laundry room, like I, I you know, two bedroom, but this is the back of my mind. But when I said to her, okay, what can, how can I solve this problem? Would you like me to come in and install another air conditioner? Would you like me to drop off fans? What would you like me to do? So she said a drop off fans. So I brought like a, a just a regular fan and like an industrial fan to make it really blow so that she could just open the air conditioners, air, air conditioner doors, turn on the fans and have a fan push push down to the living room. Then within the same night, she was saying that there's ants. She's like, Oh, I lived in this town before. This is a really amp, big ant problem and, and you know, it's a really big problem over here and I'm like, Okay, what would you like me to do? She's like, I'd like you to you know this is like at midnight, like this is really late at night, so I was like, "I'll bring you bugs. I'll bring you bug spray, and I'll, I'll set up an appointment in the morning." In the middle of the night, I brought her bug spray, uh, ant spray, so she could handle them. And I told her I I set up a meeting. I set up the earliest they could come is like three days from then for the the pest control. I talked her in the next morning. I guess without so it just seemed like it was problem after problem, and I was elite. I was on it. Like I would show up at midnight. I would bring her this deal, whatever she had. I was on it. So at the end. She was saying that the the house smelled at the end. So mind you, we're on the Great South Bay. I have a river going to the left of me, and there's a pond behind me. Low tide smells, and she knows that. So, But how do you prove that? How do you disprove that? So honestly, I felt like she was being dishonest. I felt like she was trying to get away with something. And she didn't really know what to do because I was on it. I was always there to help her, and I was always I was always saying, "Hey, you could you know you don't have to stay here. I'll refund you the money. You know it's it's okay with us." You but gave she her stayed all and-
0: the options possible and all the solutions uh, to all her problems or all her all the little things that bother her, right? So what's next? What uh, <laughs> what happened?
1: Right. Yeah. So at the end, she said she was going to ask for a refund, and you know how do you just prove something smells? Doesn't mm-hmm. smell. So. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear from her after that, but then, I don't really want her back. (laughs) I don't, you know, because I knew she was trying to get away with something, so I don't, you know, I can't. It's very busy during the summer, so maybe I lost the potential. Maybe I could have done something better, but I really tried.
0: I guess as long as you are always there, available for the guests... And always like giving potential ways of how to find a solution to their discomfort or their issues or whatever it is that's going on. I think that really shows up that, you know, you're doing all that you can do within your hands to find a solution to the problem. And to, at the end, make sure that they do have a good state. But that's an interesting one with the smell <laughs> and also with the other challenges that she presented sometimes like some guests are I guess a little bit more let's say challenging in a way than others other ones I guess they wouldn't even like message you right there will be the total opposite that will stay and uh, won't even have much communication with you so there's a little bit of everything
1: it's hard to tell but you know like when I see the clues it was very challenging my gut was telling me she was trying to get something for free that's what my gut was telling me and I was very professional all the time I was able to use ChatGPT to give a very professional response, minus the emotions, be very straightforward, solution-oriented, you know, and it was, AI helped me there too. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Speaking about technology, now that you're bringing ChatGPT, and it really ties into perfectly to my next question, what other tools do you find indispensable in order to manage your listing? And how you leverage as well the power of AI or ChatGPT, aside from helping it replying as well some of the queries with your guests.
1: Sure. Yeah, well, I be, like I said, I use ChatGPT for, if I want to word it correctly, if I'm just, I just want to brain dump on the ChatGPT and I say, make it sound formal or make it sound nice or make it sound funny or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it allows, it formats it depending on what I'm currently doing or, or the, the specific guest or whatever.
0: Oh, the tone, and, right? So if you have something that you want to say, but you want the tone to be more professional or more laid back, right? That's a great tool to help you yeah. out in that sense.
1: Yes, yes. It's, that GPT has been amazing for that, <laughs> for, for, for several reasons. <laughs> and the hardware that I have on the listing mm-hmm. is I have the, the lock that I could send codes to. So, I could add, you know, I, I give them a code between a certain time that they're able to access. I also send them a video on how to do it. Not everybody watches the video. A lot of people have problems because it's, I don't know. And I'm like, just please, you know, I can't be there for all the time for, to unlock for you. Please make sure you know how to do it now that you, well, I sent you the, I just want to make sure they know how to do it. But yeah, so they, they use the lock, they use a lock called Lockly. And then Roku, I'm a Roku developer, but also we have a Roku TV. I have I a on, Roku TV, by
0: the way. It. You mentioned Roku is the first TV that I got with my partner. So that's interesting oh. and we still have it. It's been working great. Yeah. <laughs> so far, so good.
1: Roku's are great. You know, the, it's super cheap.
0: It's very so affordable. It's, it's for like, very, uh, yeah. for having like, you know, if you have several Airbnb's that's a, uh, well, I have seen a lot of Roku's I think on Airbnb precisely because it's affordable and also like it, the durability. I think I've been with uh, that TV for over four years now, and yeah, no problems. So
1: it's pretty great. So I also send I set it for guest mode, so I log in for my own account on it, but then I set it to guest mode and allows them to choose a date, beginning you know when they're going to check in and when they're going to check out, and during that time, they add their own credentials for Netflix or whatever, whatever their apps, whatever. It's just basically their TV mm-hmm. at that point. So they, you know, they're able to do everything. Recently, I didn't realize you could change the welcome message on guest mode, so you could type your own specialized welcome message. I was hoping that you there's a way to to set up a screensaver. I'm still looking into this. I don't think they have it. Well, on screensaver, you can upload pictures, and I wanted to have it cycle through the different pictures, and I wanted to have people upload pictures of what they experience, their experiences that they like to share. But I. I'm not sure if that's really possible. I'm trying to figure out. So far I, I don't think it is possible. But since established I've had a Facebook account that allows them, you know, to, to connect, to further connect. But when they leave, I ask them to give me I have a Google form because I'm gonna be I have a website, but I haven't my wife and business partner. She wasn't sure about direct bookings. This is I'm still under
0: construction, sure. the website in a way. So
1: Right. So yeah, I'd like them to I like to do direct booking because I don't really want to be always chained to another company, but my wife and I, were back and forth on it. We're not, you know, we're, we're not establishing it yet, but we created a way to gather people for, for, so we have a, a, so we can send out a newsletter so once they, once it's ready, we'll, we'll tell them. So we've gathered some people from that.
0: That's a great cycle that you that you guys have. So you have a form. So once the guests finish their stay, they will have a form that they can fill to share their experience or their review, and then you use uh, their email addresses to kind of like uh, yeah provide extra information about the listing or anything uh, anything else specifically that you provide on that newsletter. Sure. Well,
1: sure. Well, well the, uh, the Facebook is for about about the listing. And then the, when I get send them the form, it's telling them for for a newsletter because we will be creating a, a website. We do want to create a website. I don't promise them it's going to be for direct bookings, but that's the reason why we're going to have a, a website is for the direct bookings. My, you know, my my wife and I have been back and forth about doing it or, or not. I, it's so far it's yes to do it to actually make a direct booking. But then you got then I got to worry about like Airbnb covers for you for if something happens, somebody breaks something or you know, that damages, mistakenly damages or whatnot, the the Airbnb will get you back. So I think I'm trying to figure out how how to manage that. But yeah, I'm trying to build a list of followers doing that way.
0: No, that's great. And it's a good way to nurture the people that is already staying or have like had the pleasure to already stay there. So once you guys are ready to kind of launch that, there's been already like some kind of exchange of information or content that you have given to these people. So that's great advice. I hope like eventually you guys get the website. Maybe there could be a way to integrate directly. So people that can book through your website, it can be like uh, integrated with Airbnb. So we'll go through Airbnb. Maybe that's a way that you guys can look into it. And I wanted to ask you, so, so far any trends that you have seen in the emerging in the, in, the, in the STR world recently, anything that you have seen that you might want to share or specifically to your town,
1: Sure. A lot of Facebook groups that I follow that has to do with short term rentals. And where I see a lot of complaints, and also the trend that you see are when people, well, the cleaning fees are kind of out, of out of control and people are asked to do chores at the end. So my response for that is now we have no cleaning fee. So what we do is, you know, if we don't have a cleaning fee, so we actually roll the cleaning fee into the listing price, so it's it, you don't see the fee, so it, it, it attracts people to want to want to do it. So it's you know it's kind of a psychological thing. People see a cleaning fee, and they're like, this is terrible. And then for a while there, I didn't have any chores, but that freaked people out. <laughs> they're like, what are we supposed to do? So I created a chore list that was you know like turn off lights. Like it was pretty much just turn off lights. Make sure you have all your stuff, you know, lock the windows if you can, close the door behind you, you know, just simple things that you would do anyway, you know, I think you would do anyway. Like, if you look on these groups, some hosts are, they shouldn't be in the hospitality industry, they they shouldn't, because they're not being hospitable.
0: You see several things on the Facebook groups, I think that's a great advice that you can give to, or that you can share with people in order to, like see which trends or what challenges are more uh, mostly arising between hosts. Is there something specifically that you have seen in one of those Facebook groups?
1: Well they they're they're open arms because people use their stuff. It's like you know like oh God, you used my towel or they used too many towels or the counter's dirty or the floor is dirty like you know I don't understand they're renting your things they you know they will eventually use it they will break it so you know people will, put the cherished furniture or cherished items inside these Airbnbs that they really, you know, don't do that. So I was a waiter during, when I was going through school, I was a waiter for seven years. And before that I was a salesman. So I had a cross pen. These pens are really expensive. I swear my first table, I gave him my cross pen and that pen disappeared immediately. That was the first lesson. That was a very hard, quick lesson I learned. Only give them things that, you know, you're okay with the lose, that you're okay to destroy the house that we bought all the furniture. It was a, estate sale. If they're going to destroy it, it depends. It's, you know, a, it's
0: affordable to, to replace it in a way, right? It's not something that is going to cost an arm and a leg. So I, I completely understand that. Yeah. In order like you can have it steel things that are aesthetically in a way pleasing or nice to see, but they're not as expensive to replace. And since like, I mean, in in, a, in this world of like short term rentals, where like you can have maybe like, let's say two or three guests per week, everybody treats things differently, right? So not everybody like treats furniture or things with the same respect, as other people are more respectful for somebody else's house. But you have to see it like the same way that you will go to a hotel, right? Or the same way that you will go, yeah, to like a hotel and... The things that you have to think about, in a way, is that if a guest goes and something gets broken, it's not something that is going to cause like a huge problem, or you're going to cause a huge problem, and the guest cannot touch anything. Because then imagine, like if that also feels uncomfortable for someone to stay yeah. somewhere and having to walk on eggshells all the time.
1: You want to create an environment where they feel at home. The things will get damaged. You know, once in a while, I find a towel missing or a sheet missing, and I'm pretty sure it's because somebody's trying to be. is embarrassed of what happened and it's a cost of business. Whereas, you know, if all my sheets were missing and they're you know, that's something. Or if there's holes in a wall, that's something. Or the or you know, like a broken window or that's something. But you know, like regular wear and tear, leaving you know, leaving in a mess, not a big deal. A, A sheet here or you know, a towel missing, it happens, you know. It's really not that big of a deal. It's replaceable.
0: I wanted to ask you like you mentioned that you're doing your MBA from that or from what you have learned from there is there anything that you can mention that you have applied to your listent that comes to mind
1: following up so sales in particular I'll have, I just recently had somebody they wanted to the book and they were interested really interested at a certain time and it expired and I was curious why so instead of just leaving it you know being like whatever coming up you know really trying to engage with them In a professional way, how can we help you? Why didn't you pick those dates? Or, you know, I actually used ChatGBT to generate a really formal, direct, you know, response uh, question. And they actually came back with me and they're like, we need a longer stay. So they booked, they didn't have enough time within bookings. And so I I solved their problem. I'm still waiting for them to get back to me. Well, I'm like, if you choose after this date, it's wide open. So we'll see, you know, really just solving people's problems, being responsive. Uh, how can I help you? How, how can I complete the sale is from one. And then marketing is huge. You know, getting yourself out there. We have an Instagram for our listing. We have a Facebook for our listing. I don't use TikTok and I create a TikTok. I just recently created TikTok for it. I'm a software engineer and TikTok in America is terrible. It's just garbage. But we use it, you know, whereas TikTok in China, it's all education. It's all, you know, wholesome stuff. So it, I just stay away from it. But hey, that's where people are. That's where it, it creates viral and content. and So marketing is huge.
0: That's um, interesting. Yeah. Like it, it's like exactly how you say it. that's where people are at, right? Regardless right. of the content that gets distributed there or regardless of how people use it. Some people might find you through that medium. And it's essential to, you know, keep the business alive and keeping that referral as well there so people like get to like know your place, get to know like what you do. And in the future if you're thinking to expand, there's also that like let's say background of history that you have shared with other people that have stayed there. Depending on how you use it, right? You maybe you can use it to just share just the list in itself or to share as well people's experiences and give it a little bit more of soul to that account. So there's many ways that you can use things in order to in your favor in order to like promote a place. And since we're mentioning TikTok, it comes to mind if people want to, let's say, stay in your place, what's the best way to find it through Airbnb? And as well, you mentioned when we were discussing at the beginning about a group or a place where people can reach you in order to get a little bit more knowledge in terms of SDR. Can you expand a little bit about that and uh, yeah, share with us?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you know, when I was going through these Facebook groups, a lot of them were also welcomed the guests. So as you were saying, it's there's an extreme on each side. The guests, you know, try to have one interpretation. The hosts have a different interpretation. And I noticed these these groups kind of mixed. So I wanted to create a host only group, and I've been building a following. and It's called bit.ly forward slash str. H-O-S-T-O-N-L-Y, that will go to a Facebook group. It just, it's just easier for me to communicate that way. And then our short-term rental is listed on three different spots. It's on Airbnb. It's, it's in Patchogue. It's called Joyous Beach House, viewing the Great South Bay. Uh, same thing with Vrbo. It's uh, Joyous Beach House, viewing the Great South Bay. And same thing with British Finder. It's it's in Patchogue, New York. And That website I'm building—it just has temporary content. It's abhliving.com. The idea was to give strategies for different. So actually, I post questions every day. So Sunday, I say challenge time. Share a hosting challenge you faced and how you conquered it. Let's learn from each other. And uh, you know, on Mondays, I'll I'll post start the week strong. Share a quick tip that gets you in the hosting groove. So every every day every day of the week, I create another post, try to engage other people, really to get them to collaborate and and share ideas. And really, there's certain things that I've learned on these Facebook groups is with the ozone generator, it's huge because, you you know, either way, what the ozone generator does, it creates a neutral smell. So it's you don't have a perfumey – some people don't like the perfumey smell or they don't, you know, they'll have a very neutral smell. And I was wondering how the hotels do that. And that's actually what the hotels do is use as ozone generators. So just little things like that. And then also I didn't, you know, I wasn't aware that you could generate your own welcome message on Roku. So that was pretty neat. And just little things, little things that are, that cost nothing, that really take no time. You know, I write things on a board and I can say, Hey, welcome, you know, welcome the person's name and, and guests. And then I have a, a guest book that they fill out and they share their experience. Just little things that are, are, you know, people share, It's pretty fantastic. I've also seen things where people have put a world map and they ask people to put a push pin where they come from. So you kind of see where everybody comes from. So it kind of builds a history, your own little history about it. Maybe not everybody reads what Airbnb suggests for hosts. But one thing I thought was pretty great is to really look into the history of your house or of that house or look at the history of the town. So that if people really do love your house and then the town, they really have something to look into. You know, when you really like something, you want you just want more of it. So it's a great way to have contact. But yeah, these these Facebook groups, I, I really wanted a way for the hosts only to to, to get together, and I'm slowly building it. I'm trying to figure out a way to add more people to this and, and collaborate and you know, gain a following. So.
0: I think that's amazing. And as you go, you're not only that like you're saying. Uh, gathering, you know, more information and more knowledge about the SDR world, but also maybe in the future, you can leverage this community, maybe for something else, another venture with your partner, right? Because by having a big audience and engaging with them, like you're doing in a daily basis, asking questions, they might be people that might want to approach you in the future or now and want to promote something. That maybe you believe in or something that you feel like hosts might find interested. So, you know, there's cleaning companies. There's also like maybe a company for like furniture or for furni- like for furniture, your SDR. There's so many little things that you can add and that you can leverage that group with. I think that's a great, uh, that's a great, great idea. And I hope like I wish you all the best with it in the future. So thank, thank you, you so much, James. I appreciate your time and for sharing all your knowledge. I really love the Facebook group part because I think that's something that it brings a lot of value. And I'll be encouraging myself, people to join in t- uh, from our group as well. So, yes, yeah, so we can help each other. That's the whole idea of building a community as well. So thank you so much, James.
1: Thank you. Uh, I'm very grateful that you wanted to hear from me and, you know, you gained a follower as well. I got to, now I'm going to listen to more of your your podcast. I'm really excited about this. Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: much. Well, that brings us to an end of this episode. Don't forget to share with your friends and family or anyone part of the cleaning and rental industry that finds all this information useful. We hope we have brought good value to you. Don't forget to rate us and let us know if you want to be part of the conversation. And remember, don't be dirty until the next episode every week.